All right, all right, all right. Let's get Cute. this party started. Yeah, man. So, hey, welcome back. Episode two here of the Masculine Minute. My uh, co-host here, Ace Haggerty, uh, broadcasting you live from, well, the other room. <laughs> what's going on, Ace? What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning, everybody. I am yes. so excited today because I am also playing producer. And if you don't didn't notice, I figured out how to fade the music in and out. So now we are legit. We are professional. And we are ready to kick this day's butt. Friday, June 9th, 2023. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks uh, thanks for that. And thanks for setting this up. You know, uh, the overall mission of this show is to start talking more about the masculine journey. Start talking about what it really means to be a man. And and we have a deck of cards here. You know, it's uh, and we're, we're each time, each day, we pull a card from the pile uh, live on the show. And we talk about it. We talk about it from the masculine perspective, from different points of our life, different references, different stories. And our ultimate goal is to help other men out there that are, you know, walking through life, feeling like they are islands or feeling like they're struggling with something only they have, you know, some kind of mindset issue or some kind of, uh, you know, unfixable problem that they have in their life. And, and we know that that's not true. We know that 99.9% .9 of problems are absolutely solvable if we can put them in a context of solvability, just made up word days. And uh, so the, the ultimate goal of the show is to have that conversation with the world and really be able to uh, interact with people and help them, especially men on their journey, to make sure that they don't feel completely isolated and uh, you know suffering in silence, that kind of thing. That's more the bigger focus. So Ace, why don't you dig into that pile and see what we're gonna talk about today. That's right. Mr. Sound Showman. effects come to me. Hey, I am producer extraordinaire today. We need some buttons on that thing where we can make some sound effects. That'd be cool. Uh, we got to work they, on that. They probably do. That's a yeah. producer problem. Um, so in this deck of cards, there are three levels, just to let you all know. Level one, level two, level three. Each level goes a little bit deeper. Since it is casual Friday and I do have my faded jeans on today, you can't see that, but I am hip with it today yeah, i've got jeans, some huh? de designer I should, jeans i should have got the memo yeah <laughs> <laughs> today we are gonna go for a level three card so i'm gonna mix it up here real quick uh, all right let's see what we got today joshua the ultimate warrior yes sir what are you afraid of passing down to your kids Oh boy. Hmm. Let me think on this one. What am I afraid of passing down to my kids? Yeah, just to let the audience know, he does have two teenage boys. That's right. They're amazing human beings, but at that age, they are sponges as well. Yes. And they are soaking up everything you do and say, even if you don't think they can hear you. That's right. And what I've found during my journey is there are higher probability of them actually watching what's going on as opposed to listening what i tell them right as parents it's one thing we always want to keep help, helping our kids and say you know do this don't do that don't do what i did or do it this way and they they listen to the words but they don't always follow through but what they are watching is what you're doing they're watching the modeling that happens so it's being congruent you know in life with what uh, what you're saying doing what you say it's very simple but as far as what do i not want to pass down if i have to think back about my journey the one thing that comes to mind first and foremost is their relationship to their work, right? For me, so much of my my life and my uh, my worth, if you will, as a man was predicated by 
how much I could produce or achieve. You know, and I'm realizing this later at 44 years old, doing, doing tons and tons of, of personal work development is to realize that so much, and I didn't realize this Ace at all, you know, throughout growing up. And I just thought, Hey, the more you produce, the more money you make, the better it is. It's great. But I didn't understand what drove me to do that. I didn't understand what, what made me want to go through all the craziness of, of being a business owner and dealing with customers and all that stuff to make as much money as I could. Like I never understood the, the controlling factor there and what it was is what I'm unpeeling now. And I'm still discovering this is this idea that my, my, the amount of achievement that I create in life, the amount of things that I create and achieve is directly in my mind in the old days was that's how much I could be loved, right? So the more I achieve, the more people would like me, right? And and the more I could I could be someone who uh, who was deserving of that love because I achieved something. So I had to achieve in order to be loved. That was something that was deep in my psyche when I didn't even realize it until I, I unlocked it. And I'm like, holy moly. So if I stop achieving, then I'm not worth love. Right. So if there's one thing that I don't want to hand my kids is the idea that there's that connection where if I don't achieve, then I don't feel love. Thank goodness I've done the deep work and you've been part of that as well. And going through and figuring out exactly what it takes to disconnect from that very limiting belief and realize that we're already enough, that we deserve all the love around us, even if we don't achieve and taking that pressure off of me to know that I don't have to keep starting a new business or doing this new thing or conquering this new mountain to be loved, but just do it because I enjoy doing it. That was a huge, a huge change for me. So I want to make sure my kids never feel that way. Never feel like achievement is directly correlated to love because it's not. And it's something that would really, it would really beat me up to think that they would be in that same cycle, that same pattern that I was in until I broke it. Yep. That's, that's mine. Well, I love that answer because that hits on the two fundamental questions that really every person, specifically every man asks themselves, like we could say, we could ask ourselves so many different questions, but everything boils down to these two basic questions. Am I enough as a man? Yep. Am I enough? And if I'm not enough, well, that means I'm not going to be loved. And you hit on both of those with your answer, because as men, why do we bust our butts day in, day out? Well, one, being a man, we have to have a mission. We have to have a focus. And it is in our DNA to continue to progress, to continue to do work, to create, to build things. Shit, back in the day, the Egyptians built the pyramids. People came here to America to start over, to, to build a new, better way of living when we came over from Europe. And so it makes sense that as men, we bust our butts. And I was I fell victim to this as well. And Actually, there's no victims, only volunteers. I That's volunteered right. for this mindset as well, that the harder I work, the more I work, yeah. the more people are going to love me because I am going to prove that I am enough. But the crazy thing is, we are all children of God. We are all born already enough. Amen, brother. And achievement, progression, that's just one of the gifts that we get to experience in life. And I appreciate you saying that because I had, I have a different answer for the question. So the question, once again, what are you afraid of passing down to your kids? Yes. Well, for everybody listening, I don't have kids. At least, at least that I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I've got a, I've got a fur baby, um, but that's not the same thing. Um, similar answer 
in that when I was growing up, my mother was the primary parent. My dad was present, but he wasn't present, if that makes sense. Emotionally, he wasn't there. So my mother essentially was the one that raised my brother and I. And she used to always tell us because she had her vices. She had her coping mechanisms. Real quick, Ace, before you keep going, uh, to the audience, Ace is an identical twin. So he has a brother identically the same. Uh, it's it's kind of uncanny. But anyway, so so oh, anyway, they're, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get him on the show here because be that cool. would be, yeah. We don't yeah. look very similar. My hair is a little bit longer and I've got a dirty goatee and all that. But um, <laughs> with that said, our mother used to tell us all the time, do as I say, not as I do. And as a child, it makes sense, right? It's like, yeah, okay. I won't follow what you're doing. I'll follow what you say. But what I realized as I got older is that as children and as people in general, this goes to leadership as well, is that people are going to do follow your, your actions, not your words. Yep. Words are cheap and yep. words are important. Don't get me wrong. But what people are really looking for, for a parent, for a leader, because that's what all parents are, are leaders of their children, is they're looking for your, for, they're looking at your feet. What are you doing? How are you moving? I don't care what's, what's coming out between your lips. That's right. I want to see how you move. So when I think of this question, I have to think of, okay, get all the BS out of my head. What am I afraid of for my future children of passing down to them? And right off the top of my head, what I can think of, I've dealt the past year or two, if anyone knows my story, with coping mechanisms, whether it's alcohol, pornography, excessive television watching, all of that. And I've done a great job of rewiring my nervous system, redoing my habits, my rituals. And so my coping mechanisms, I've got, you know, I've got pretty well under control. I'm not going to say I'm perfect or anything like that. So I have to really evaluate where I am now and where I want to be in the future because I still need to meet a lady. So if there's any ladies out there, definitely reach out. Ace Haggerty. Um, quite the catch. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's still a few years out for me, which is great. But at the same time, um, I got to really evaluate how I live my day. So, and so... I'm buying time, obviously, but I would say the thing that I I'm afraid of passing down to my kids is I learned recently that, okay, I'm taking care of my coping mechanisms. I'm changing my habits, but what I've realized in the past few months, you know, people talk about addiction to alcohol, drugs, sex, things like that. What I learned in the past couple of months, you can actually be addicted to emotions And just like Mm -hmm. drugs and alcohol, there are emotions that you can be addicted to that don't serve you. And one of the things that I am guilty of having from time to time, and you've you've seen it a little bit here and there, is my emotion of anger, where Mm -hmm. I can just go, I my brother and I, we both have this. And it's something that I'm starting to work on now is I can go from zero to a hundred. I can be completely, you know, I'm a chill, calm guy. Right. But when, when that rage hits me, I can hit a hundred in a matter of seconds. Yeah. I've seen and, <laughs> and when it happens, when I'm stressed, it's, ha- yeah. and it's, it's an emotion that I'm addicted to because I'm comfortable with it. I don't yeah. like it, 
I can't stand the person I am when this rage comes out. It comes out in road rage at times. Not crazy, but I've been chased down by a car because I, <laughs> I flipped him <laughs> off one time because I was pissed off because he cut me off. Um, so yeah, I, the things that I wouldn't want to pass down to my children are the, uh, emotions that don't serve me. So one mm. is anger. Another one for me is just self doubt and self pity where I feel, you know, I start getting depressed and then a coping mechanism that I will still use from time to time is I'll take a nap. Like I'll feel overwhelmed. Worry, worry is a huge addiction to emotion that I have. And so what I'm working on now, and I'm doing great things like becoming more conscious, meditation, things like that, to really work on these emotional addictions that I have. And it's so crazy because I never thought of emotions as being addictions, but yeah. you can go to them because why does anybody go to any addiction? Because it's comfortable. Yep. It's secure. Certain. It could, it could, it yep. could, yeah, it, could, it serves you now in the long run. It's, it's not a good thing. Like it's, it's destructive. That's why, uh, addictions to certain things like drugs, alcohol, and now certain types of emotions are, are not very good for you. So it's a long winded way of saying that I do not want to pass down those, uh, emotional addictions to my children. What's amazing, dude, is that you've recognized them. And to the listeners out there, you know, Ace and I have been working a lot uh, independently and together on personal development. And so much of that journey has been to discover, to discover what patterns are running our lives. And I don't even know what that meant, like what records are playing in the background. And for you, you mentioned anger. For me, it was overwhelm and frustration. Right. I would, I would see myself getting all these things as the achiever, constantly achieving, achieving, achieving. And I'm like, all right, cool. If I have any space in my schedule, I'm afraid that there's a gap. So I need to fill it with something and I'm always busy and I'm always achieving. And eventually I get to a massive amount of overwhelm. And then I take it out in frustration. I take it out and being short with my family. I take it out on just eventually just stopping. Right. It's just it's like I'm thinking like when, when in life can I finally have an environment where I, I can, I can be running at a, at a pace that I can, like a marathon that I can get a, a good solid eight pace and just hold that for 26 miles, as opposed to, you know, running a sprint quick and then dying and a sprint and then dying. And like, it's like, why does it have to be life that and what life have to be like that? And what I realized through our journey is that, you know, we found that patterns are really what run us, right? These, these, these automatic systems that aren't even ours often, you know, different ideas like anger or in my case, frustration and overwhelm. And then I want to stop and say, okay, if that's a pattern, that means that it's not me. This is something that kind of plays in the background. So if I'm not the pattern, the pattern happens to be running in my conscious or unconscious mind, then wait a minute here. If, I, if it's just running in the background, is it just like a record player where I can take it off and flip it over and play a different pattern or, or create a pattern and go write my own record and play it? And for for me, the realization through this process is the, the answer is yes. The answer is we can consciously, purposefully write our own patterns that are empowering and not disempowering. Now, it might sound crazy to people out there watching this. They've never thought about this. Hell, I never even thought about this until I was almost 40 years old, until I even was discovered this idea of that there's these patterns. I thought it was just who I was. Like I was just someone who just was overwhelmed and short and not good at this and not good at that, and excelled at this and didn't do well there. I just thought that's how I was wired and that's, that's what I was stuck with. That's how God created me and I was it. Yeah. And I just had to live with that because that's what I saw people around me doing. It's like, this is how I am. This is what it is. That's how I'm going to be until I die. And when I realized you could interrupt that pattern and you can put your own new record on there, it's going to take some work, 
But you can put your own new pattern on there and say, no, this is an empowering, not a disempowering. Let's take overwhelm and turn it into love, faithfulness, and courage. How do we do that? How do we flip that? And that's been the, the journey, right? The last at least almost nine years that I've been on this personal development journey. This has been the journey, right? And I love each and every day of learning new things to learn how to put a different record on that record player and how to see the things as they are, not worse than they are, right? To see them as they are, their patterns. Now, how do we make those patterns empowering that empower my family, empower my faith, empower my, my life and everybody around me? How does that happen? You just have to ask bigger questions, I suppose, and not feel like you're painted into a corner. So Ace, have yeah. you found that to be similar on your journey as far as these patterns? Have you noticed them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the first you hit the nail on the head. What you got to do first is you got to pay attention. You got to be aware yeah. of what's going on, because if you're not aware of your habits, you're not aware of your disempowering beliefs or things about your identity that aren't who you really are you got to identify them first and that's the first step to any sort of change you know i, I went on this journey myself uh, i've been doing self-improvement for about the same amount of time as you have but really uh the last couple of years i've been deep diving in the nervous system and learning about neuroplasticity neuroplasticity essentially just means you can learn you can change you can rewire your brain you can rewire your body. It is completely possible. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Dude, you wrote the book on it. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. So yeah, anybody that doesn't know Ace Haggerty is a, is a, is a best-selling author. He's got uh, Superhero by Design on Amazon. It's uh, He's got all kinds of stuff going on in there. And it's that's a, that book really pulls all of this together. And it's such a beautifully well-written, uh, you know, example of how to change how to how to really get out there and adjust and, and say you know what i've got control of my life here's how to do it he actually lays yeah. it out for you so beautiful. yeah and and the cool thing is I've, I've been so blessed to be able to not only work on this for myself but we also started uh, an experience-based business together where we take people on these crazy bucket list items and for everybody listening there is an event in eastern pennsylvania starts next thursday I don't know what Thursday is, June. I think it's fifteenth. Uh, yeah, fifteenth. Yep. So, yeah, if you're interested, check out Mission Mindset Adventure. It's also on Joshua's uh, business page, Yes mm -hmm. Express, under Experiences. And yeah, you can just reach out to us. Like once again, I said last episode, my email is ace at superherobydesign.com. You can email me, and we can get you signed up. Honestly, these events are life changing. They're the same events similar events that uh, I used to go to, I still go to, we're going to one right now. Um, they cha completely change your life. And if you want a short circuit way to really make massive change in a short amount of time, sign up. These things are the real deal. You get to do crazy stuff like this time. We're going to be hiking the Appalachian trail at night and it is going to be scary. It is going to be fearful, but we are going to push through it. We are going to break down barriers limiting beliefs and have massive amount of breakthroughs so doing events like that and we don't have time to get into the how to part of it but yeah doing an event like that or just starting to do research on your own no one's going to change you except you that's right and you know immersion is the number one way to do it that i've found over my experience if you just go to an event spend an hour and listen to somebody talk and leave the chance of you actually implementing any of that is about zero but when you get into an event it's a couple of days long and they're long days and you're pushing yourself physically and emotionally 
that's when things start to stick. That's when you start really seeing things. And that's that's kind of events that we've done over the years and continue. We're in the middle of one right now. We're constantly learning, constantly learning. And that's the goal is, is growth is really the only thing that our soul wants, right? Growth and contribution, that's what it wants. So the more we grow, the more we can become, so the more we can give. And that's the ultimate target of all of this. And hey, I see uh, my wife's watching. Hey, girl, what's going on? <laughs> She's commenting on the go. side here as we're going. So boom, boom. There's the comment. Boom. boom that's right. Hey, boys. That's our first comment. So I'm glad it was her. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, all right, you want to wrap us up? Yes, sir. It's It's been an honor and a pleasure. I know it's only episode two, but we're rounding out our first week of the show. So thank you, everybody, for watching, listening giving your thumbs up. It is uh, an honor and a privilege, one, to share the stage with you, Joshua, but also to be able to really just dig in deep in ourselves and hopefully somebody listening can relate to what's going on and, and make an impact on their lives because that's, that's the real mission is helping empower and change other people's lives. So thank you for listening. We are again at 20 minutes. We will do our best to cut this down because yes. we don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, but we do appreciate the time that you do spend with us. You could spend it anyway, anyway, and you chose to be with us. So thank you. God bless. Absolutely. What's going on, Selman? Thanks for tuning in, brother. All right. Till Monday. You're getting this music thing down pretty good. <laughs> like the fades <laughs> we're still live no, i know I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it still says live in the corner so i think we still are that's right production error i'll take think, full responsibility i think that most of the best it. conversations come after you hit close that's, off anyway that's true so yeah have a great weekend everybody <laughs> you <too. laughs> are you gonna hit that button you